For the 33rd time in the history of New Japan Pro Wrestling, Shinyon Pro Wrestling will put on its G1 Climax Tournament. This tournament brings together the best heavyweights from around the world and this year's field is the largest in the history of this tournament. 32 wrestlers split into 4 blocks of 8 will compete with the top 2 from each block moving on to a knockout phase and they will continue until there is one left and that one will claim the G1 Climax Trophy and a title opportunity at Wrestle Kingdom for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. And for the fourth year in a row, the No Spots podcast will once again cover this tournament from beginning to end with Champ and Sage providing previews and recaps each and every week all the way until the tournament's end. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the fourth season of the G1 Climax Recall. So if you're watching the live stream, I'm wearing my Stone Cold What shirt because what happened in the quarterfinals of the G1 Climax has me saying... What? What? But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 5 of season 4 of the G1 Climax Recall. I am DC's People's Champ. I am joined, as always, by my tag team partner who woke up as this guy named Sage. Sage, yoloshka gashimasu. We gotta hydrate. We gotta hydrate, because my thirst is uh, dehydrated from how this show went. Lord. Yeah. Hola, people. How y'all doing today? Let's it. All right. Yeah. So right now, like, we are down to the final two nights of the G1 Climax Recall 33, G1 Climax 33 tournament. We already have gone through. The Elite Eight, we are down to the final four. But before we even get to talking about the final four and who's in there, we got to go back and talk about what led us to even get into the quarterfinals, which was the final four nights of block action for all four blocks, all on separate nights. And then we had our quarterfinals, which took place on Thursday morning, which led us to our final four. But before we get there, we will be talking about the All-Star Junior Festival because more people have been at it. More people have been added, and now I have more people have been added, but another match has been added to the card, so we'll get into that. Plus, after we went off the air stream-wise last week, two more matches were added to the upcoming Multiverse United 2 card, so we'll go over those as well. And so we got that going on, and then if there, if there is a story time with Sage, we'll get to that as well. So oh, there's a story time with Sage. Yes, Excellent. Excellent. So we, we got a story time with Sage. So we got a full, full show for you going on today. But before we get into that, Sage, how are you doing today? Um, pretty good. Went to my kids' school today, you know, getting ready for getting back to school. So they got the, they had the open house and um, the younger kids, their school was great. My high schooler, his first year in high school, going into the ninth grade, and it was super unorganized. They, it, a lot of kids got introduced to teachers that they might not even be in their classes. What and that's school? not even part of it. KCP, Kip, Kip College Preparatory. Okay. Over there by Guy Udet. 
Damn, you they, he over that way? Yeah, yeah, that's where you're going to school at. Because they go to that, school down the street from there. That's so, crazy. So, it, but my thing is, like, for it to be this type of place, like, this was so unorganized. And um, <laughs> irritated my ex-wife soul for a bit. For 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 anybody who is who lives in DC, y'all know where Gallaudet that is. That's all the way up in northeast. Yeah, all the way up in northeast. I used to I used to do a lot of lift in that area, brother. Let me tell you what, mm-hmm. and I know that area. That area is it's it's half nice and half meh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lot over there. But no, um, that that was how my day was. I took off work for it, so I wanted to make sure that. I'm, Super yeah. active and all of that. So, yeah, junior junior starts school on the twenty first. Uh, he starts fourth grade. Think about oh, that. I got man. a I got a fucking fourth grader. Um, because he was supposed to next week. He was supposed to go on a trip with my parents. They're going down to Florida. Uh, for my dad's got something going on with his lodge or something like that. So he was going to go with them because it was going to be his, you know, a way for him to have a little vacation before he starts school. But the when they were the day they're coming back was going to be two days after his first day of school. So me and Jess had to make the difficult decision that say, nah, he can't go because he has to start school on time because for it's fourth grade. You know, it starts to ramp up quite a bit once you hit fourth grade and stuff. And you don't want to miss even a, a, the first day, even though typically first days are usually like bullshit days where you get like your syllabus and you meet your teacher right. and find all this, right. you know, that's usually the bullshit. But, you know, I don't know how this school does it. So I didn't want to take a chance of him missing it. And then he's already behind. So I said, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and he's going to start school on time and everything like that. So because he missed a lot of school last year due to various ailments and stuff and ended up having to be uh, do school from home because of those ailments. But he never fell behind. And that's why he's in, he's going going to the fourth grade. So didn't right. want to make take a chance. So we said, let's just let him start school on time and things like that. So there we go. So. That being yeah. said, looking into our Twitch chat, the only person here is none other than my tag team partner from the weekly wrestling podcast, none other than the Dark Sith Lord himself. And wait till after we get <laughs> done looking back at what happened this week. We're going to talk about the records. I've already made the declaration personally to Sage. I haven't made the declaration to Sith yet. But, yeah, that's why if you're watching our Twitch stream and I take away this banner, you can see that Sage is calling himself Recount Sage. So there you go. Well, we'll find out what's going on with that in just a bit, but just know that, yeah, <laughs> it's it's going to be funny. But anyway, let's get right into it and talk about uh, some updates when it comes to the All-Star Junior Festival, which is taking place in a couple of weeks uh, in Philadelphia. And we had some more people added to the lineup. Uh, last week, we announced that it was up up to uh, Ryusuke Taguchi was the latest that was added along with he joins Chris Bay, Kevin Knight, Sobrano Jr., Matt Seidel, Ritz Swan, Ace Austin, Lowrider, TJP, Yoshinobu Kanemaru, Robbie Eagles, Jordan Oliver, Mao, Yo, Clark Connors, Blake Christian, Master Wato, uh, Hiromu Takahashi, Rocky Romero, Nick Wayne, El Desperado, Shun Skywalker, Mike Bailey, Doki, 
and Dragon Kid. But now we have new names that have been added to this lineup. Uh, and it starts off after we talked about Yoshinobu Kanamaru. I mean, after we talked about Ryusuke Taguchi. The DKC is joining the All-Star Junior Festival, uh, as you know. He finally made his uh, his, his in-ring uh, debut in Japan uh, post-LA Dojo uh, at uh, Corcoran Hall for Independence Day. But now he gets to join. He gets to join up the All Star Junior Festival representing the LA Dojo. Uh, next up, and this is a week from Saturday, not two weeks. This is a week from Saturday. My fault. Uh, next up, Fugaz from CMLL will be joined. He is a former Mexican National Tag Team Champion. Uh, he will be the second CMLL representative to join this uh, this event alongside Sobrano Jr. Uh, we will also see the other half of Catch 2-2, former two-time IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Champion, Francisco Akira! Francisco Akira is going to be joining as well. And, and then also you're going to have a couple of free agents, people who don't have necessarily a home base but are all around in the indies and things like that, even made appearances in AEW. Uh, Jack Cartwheel and Starboy Charlie are going to be joining the All-Star Junior Festival on the 19th. And then just announced recently representing Ring of Honor and joining the um, – all-Star Junior Festival, Cheeseburger. Yeah, Cheeseburger. The, 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 the little engine that could, he'll be there as well. And given the fact that you're going to have a, a Philly cheesesteak ladder match, cup ladder match, why not have a Cheeseburger to be a part of the, the festivities as well? So Cheeseburger is joining the All-Star Junior Festival. And on top of that, we had two, we had a new match added on to the the uh, event and it is the other first round match in the all-star junior usa tournament we already announced this clark connors versus kevin knight in one first round match or basically quarterfinal match if you want to call it that we will see francesco akira take on mike bailey in the other tournament matchup with the winners gonna, facing each other in the finals that's gonna be good that's gonna be so good that's gonna be so good <laughs> And the crazy um, part is, is that, you know, they, the crazy part is, is that they were both in best of the Super Juniors this past year. Best of Super Juniors 30. And they were in they were, uh, Yeah, exactly. Like, but imagine mm. them wrestling. Now we get to see it. Yeah, we get that. We get that match. I can't wait. That's going to be good. That's, That's going to be, be so good. good. Um, so that, that makes another match added on to what's already looking like a very stacked card. If you want to know what that card is, I will pull that up in just a second and go through what has already been announced, which is right here. So, so far, with that match being added in there, you now have your All-Star Junior Festival tournament uh, tournament uh, first-round matches. Kevin Knight versus Clark Connors and Francisco Akira against Mike Bailey. The winners face each other in the finals. You also have a tag match with Mal and Desperado teaming against the East-West Exchange, Jordan Oliver and Nick Wayne, the GCW Tag Team Champions. You have the Philly Cheesesteak Cup three-way tag team ladder match. Hiromu Takahashi and Rocky Romero versus Master Watson, Blake Christian versus Doki and Low Rider. So that's what you have so far. One, two, three, four, five matches already when you count the All-Star Junior Festival Tournament Finals. You have five matches on here with one more week to go. But 
Sage. A certain someone still has not been announced for this event. So you know I'm not excited. Um uh uh Fugas and uh, Francisco were uh, actually the only two I was excited about. I'm just looking like what we really like we still ain't picking my man. My man still ain't saying he's gonna be in it. He's been putting out videos and everything of other stuff, and I'm just like announce him for this thing. How you gonna have how you not gonna have the X Division champion? Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. Y'all gotta do something. I ain't liking this. I ain't liking this at all. Not like yeah. It. Yeah. I agree. Like I think that I really I honestly think that they are going to wait to the absolute last minute to announce Leo Rush into this event because again you can't you can't have one half of the tag team that won Super Junior Tag League 2023 and not have the other half. Yeah, that just don't make sense to me. It makes so. zero sense. Like you have full on tag teams that are part of this are, are part of this. You have the East West Exchange. You have Catch Two Two, uh, and you did, and then you got Connemar and Doki who were in Super Junior Tag League. I mean, come on, guys. We got we got to fix that's got to be fixed. Leo Rush has got to be announced sometime next week before they hit before they hit Philadelphia. Before they hit Philadelphia, he's got to be announced. Sorry, it's got to happen. And if it doesn't happen, I got I got issues. We got issues if that doesn't happen for real. Anyway, so continuing on with that weekend in Philadelphia, that's not the only New Japan event taking place that weekend in Philadelphia at the 2300 Arena because the co-branded Impact and New Japan Pro Wrestling Multiverse United 2 event is also taking place in the very same venue the very next night, Sunday, August the 20th, with the tagline, For Whom the Bell Tolls. And with two (coughs) matches already announced for this event, two more matches have been added to this event. So we already know, we already know that we were going to have Trey Miguel and Leo Rush tagging together to take on the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion, Hiromo Takahashi, and Mike Bailey, Leo Rush, the current X Division Champion. And we were going to have Alex Shelley defending the Impact World Championship against Hiroshi Tanahashi. Well, two more matches were added this past week. And one of those is TMDK versus Impact. It is Shane Hayes and the New Japan World TV Champion, the frontman, Zack Sabre Jr., representing TMDK, representing Impact, is none other than two former Impact World Champions, Moose and Eddie Edwards. That is going to be a very interesting match, to say the very least. I'm telling you that right now. That is going to be an interesting one. And the other match that was just announced on Thursday is a singles match where representing New Japan Pro Wrestling, you will have just five guys, Doki, and on the other side, representing Impact Impact Wrestling, former Impact World Champion, the Death Machine, Sammy Callahan. Talk about a mismatch. A junior heavyweight against a psycho like Sammy Callahan. Seriously? I don't know because in in, in, the, in the U.S. it's a little different, bro. It's a little different. He might he might he might do something to Sammy Callahan. 
Well, I mean, New Japan fans are aren't unfamiliar with Sammy Callahan. He was a part of World Tag League back in 2017 and was a very violent, you know, very violent death machine that we know. So, I mean, I'm pretty sure that Doki might know what to expect from uh, Sammy Callahan. But back to this TMDK versus Impact match. I mean, look at the contrast of styles. You have Zack Sabre Jr., the most proficient technical wrestler in the world. You have Shane Hayes, who was such an unpredictable individual. You have mm-hmm. Moose, who was all power and meanness. And then you have Eddie Edwards, who's just petty as all get out, but just such a fantastic pro wrestler. This is one of those matches that's going to be interesting to see because of how clashing the styles are in this one. Thoughts? Um... I can't wait to see what the front man do. You know, of course, that's my that's my guy. Uh, I can't wait to see how things play out with that. He's gonna um. He he's he's definitely gonna be backing up Shane Hayes. Um, Shane has gotten a little. What's the word I'm looking for? He got a little bit going on lately, man. He got a little bit going on lately, and I'm not mad at it. Like he was able to do so much with the with the G1 and show off so much of his style in the G1 that it, it's it's going to be very interesting to see these these four go at it. It's um, Eddie Edwards and Moose. This team that they've created. It's kind of like not to be messed with a little bit. So we're going to see how they they figure it out and put their wits against this, the front man because the front man is the best man, you know. You know, the front man, the best man. He's the front man. You got to do what you got to do. Yeah, I, I, I like where I like where it's going. I like where the where multiverse united two card is going. He has such unique matchups and such unique uh pairings and stuff like that. It's really gonna be nice to see that see what they do with that. And again, that's next weekend. The the nineteenth is the All Star Junior Festival and the twentieth it is the uh Multiverse United Two for whom the bell tolls. All events taking place at the twenty three hundred arena in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. All right. Now that we've gotten that out the way, now it's time to get to the heart of the matter, and that is the final nights of block action for the G1 Climax 33 tournament. These four nights would determine who the top two, uh, who the top two of each block would be uh, for the semifinals. And I tell you what, it was a lot of high drama and a lot of just scoreboard watching to see. Who would be the top two to for each block that will make it to the Elite Eight? So let's not waste any more time. Let's talk about uh, the two nights in Ed, in the Edion Arena in Osaka with A Block and B Block. They would be separated on separate nights. The A Block would begin in the weekend. But before we got there, we had the return 
of undercard tag matches because of the fact that the blocks were only going to be four matches. So we had ourselves five multi-man matches. We had starting off the Great O'Con and Jeff Cobb tagging together for the first time in a while. Uh, they took on the team of Doki and Taichi of Just Five. Guys, Doki tapped out uh, to the Sheep Killer to give Khan and Cobb the win. Uh, Yo teaming with his fellow uh Fellow chaos taxi, uh, chaos mates Bishimon took on and took out Gato, Kenta, and David Finley. Uh, Bushi, Shingo Takagi, Tetsuya Naito ran afoul of the House of Torture with evil landing. Everything is evil on Bushi. Hanari team with Will Ospreay to defeat Togi Makabe and El Phantasmo. And then Tomohiro Ishii, Hiroshi Tanahashi, and Kazuchika Okada, the never openweight six-man tag team champions, defeated Hiroyoshi Tenzan, who was making his first appearance in a wrestling ring in a while. Uh, he teamed with the Gorillas of Destiny uh, in that tag team encounter with Ishii getting the victory, pinfall victory. Uh, but now we go into our A block ma- A block matches to determine who would make it. Now, first match had no implications on the top two. It was just for pride. Yoda Suji versus Gabe Kidd and what was a crazy matchup. So if you missed it, here's what happened. When mm-hmm. the announcement was made that this was a, the A block uh, matchup, Yoda Suji's mu- music hit. And I immediately said, Oh, he can jump. Gabe Kid go run up on him and just beat his ass, start beating his ass, right? <clears throat> so then Suji walks out to the ramp and he's walking very slow. And sure enough, I'm looking in the corner, I'm looking towards my right hand side, uh, on where I'm looking at the screen. That was his left. Sure enough, here came Gabe Kid. Boom. Gabe Kid start start doing his like start really. Just going, just, yeah, he just started going after him. Start going after him. Start going after him. Beating his ass, beating his ass. He pulls off his hood, and it looks like Suji, but it ain't Yoda Suji. The real Yoda Suji come walking down the ramp all calmly and coolly and collectively, right? And it's like, what the hell is going on? And he starts going after Gabe Kid. Then the match finally starts. They go at it. In the end, after they just absolutely just slapped, punched, kicked, shot the crap out of each other for like damn near 15 minutes, 1447 was the match time. Gabe Kid ate a Gene Blaster spear, and Yoda Suji finishes his first G1 at three wins, three losses, one draw, seven points. Gabe Kid finishes his first G1, two wins. Four losses, one draw, five points. And then we would later find out from the professor, professor, professional wrestling himself, Chris Charlton, that the individual that was making the entrance down the ramp is a, is a Suji. It's Yoda Suji's twin brother. <laughs> Sage, what do you got to say about I love, this one? I loved every minute of this. This was, this was so smart. This was smart. This was uh Suji was just prepared for this. Like it was so smart. Um when you when you face somebody that that's doing these things, you gotta come correct yourself. So I applaud to all uh Yoda Suji for coming correct on this situation that he knew was gonna be a situation. He knew it. He knew that that all right, 
he been especially after the press conference. This was a this was one of those things you wanted to see since the press conference because Yoda uh he attacked he attacked uh Kaito and uh Yoda Suji. So like I was ready ready for this. I knew I just knew he was gonna attack him. And then come to find out he attacked the wrong person. He attacked the wrong Suji. And the crazy part is that you know Yoda Suji knew I'm not a champion. He is, so he's going to come out last. I need to be prepared. And sure enough, he was prepared by sacrificing his own twin brother in order to get the jump on Gay Kid and end up working out. I'm going to tell you something. That one chop, Yoda agreed to that. Uh, that's true. I will tell you what, that one chop that Suji threw at the Gabe kid was like, come on, bitch. Come on, bitch. And he just threw that chop and that sweat flew. I said, you know what? Gabe kid probably regrets saying that he called, like, said, come on, bitch. Because he just heavy handed the shit out of him. It almost like he almost went and grabbed his soul. He smacked the shit out of him. I was like, you keep telling people, come on. And they keep giving you what they got. Okay. You 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 paying, and it's hilarious. I'm loving every minute of watching. I'm watched every minute of them getting smacked, chopped, the beat on. It's hilarious. Yeah. It's hilarious. It, and then our next matchup would see uh, another matchup, which would not be for any implications of the top two, but just for pride. Red Narita and Kaito Kiyomiya, uh, these two guys absolutely went at it. I mean, just they just went at it, went at it. Uh, with 15 minutes, 17 seconds, but Red Narita with the front suplex hold was able to get a pinfall victory to finish his first G1 at two wins, Three losses and two draws for a total a point total of six. Kaito Kiyomiya finishes his first G1 at two wins, three losses, two draws, and six points as well uh, for the man who decided to with, to forego defending his N1 title to be a part of the G1. Uh, what did you think about this matchup of these two young young lads? He should have stayed home. <laughs> he should have stayed home. He should have defended the uh, the M one because this wasn't it, baby. This wasn't it, baby. This one, this one, the place you wanted to be. Because now you got to go back and get clowned. You're gonna get clowned. That that's simple as that. He's going to get clowned because the because you you gave him something that you know was a short thing and bet on yourself. And guess what? It didn't work out for you. I, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting to see how that turns out because it didn't work out for homeboy. So. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I gotta say, yeah, it was kind. It definitely was a bit of a, a disappointing. It was definitely a disappointing sort of uh, run for a man who was a former GCH heavyweight champion and a winner of a tournament of this of that was very similar to this just last year to only get two wins and two draws and six points in uh, seven tournament matches. So I mean, this was very this was quite disappointing. But you know, eventually like, he'll have to he'll have to figure it out. He'll have to figure it out. And get get back on the horse when he gets back to Noah and stuff like that. But anyway, 
We move, we move on, we move on, we move on. Thank you very much, Sunshine, for the 50 bits. Thank you. What's up, Midwest Viking is in the house. Appreciate you. Love you, Sunshine. Anyway, let's keep it moving and talk about the match that Chase Owens had marked on the calendar uh, since the beginning of the tournament. August 5th, he had this marked on his calendar, right? The champion, Sonata, he said all he got to do is beat the champion. He can get himself a title shot. He was well on his way to doing it, too, especially because Sonata presented a new injury to uh, uh, a new injury when he came in. He t- turned out that he injured his left arm somehow during w- uh, one of the tournament matches and it came back wrapped. So he had a target on his on his on him and stuff like that. He uh, but, um, he uh, they're saying that it may be a uh a partial partial tear bicep so he um because he can still he can still move it and do whatever with it so uh at, and when we get to it as we've seen in, to from tonight's show he can still use it he he still got it um he the the thing is he came in he in tokyo the last show they did in tokyo i think it was in was it in Corrigan? I think it was in Corrigan Hall. I think uh, probably. They um. He went. He went to the hospital, and they had to. They had to send him to the hospital, and they found out that it was his uh his arm. So, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, but but in the end, though, Sonata was able to be the only person out of all four blocks to finish block action completely without a blemish. 7-0, and 14 points, which is the maximum you can get with a deadfall in 9 minutes and 13 seconds to become to be, uh, to be the runaway A1 for uh, the number one for block A. Uh, defeated Chase. Chase finishes his third G1, two and five and four points. So, yeah, I, I was hoping that Chase would be on the case so that he can, you know, have that back that title match in his back pocket. But unfortunately, that didn't work out for for our guy. But no, not at all. I thought it was a real. I thought it was a good match, though. You know, even given the fact that Sonata is, you know, has that injury and stuff like that, he was able to work it out. And finish at 14 points and stuff like that. But then we would come to our main event. It was basically winner take all at that point. Uh, it was winner take all. It was Shota Umino and Hikaleo. The winner moves on to be A2 in the, in the quarterfinals. And I think no one saw this coming. No one saw this coming. That with seven at 17 minutes and 21 seconds after a furious flurry and exchange towards the end, Higaleo would hit the godsend choke slam to pin Shota Umino and and become your winner. <laughs> um, frozen there, buddy. Eight points and make it to the. Four consecutive wins, including this one against Shooter, to get into the quarterfinals of the tournament. Shota Umino finishes his first G1. Two wins, three losses, two draws, six points. What are your thoughts on this one? Um, Heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. Because I surely was going for... 
shooter because I just I, it felt like he was gonna win. Felt like it was shooter. Shooter was gonna come in and be the one that did it. But it I I see now like it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot going on that we need to figure out, man. Gotta just gotta figure it out. Just gotta figure it out. <laughs> Who saw Hikaleo, especially with the start that he had, being one of the two out of D, out of A block? N- I, nobody. He was on. Even Chris Charlton said he was on nobody's card. Like he uh they bet on they bet in, in Japan on it like they do like they would here in Vegas. Oh mm-mm, nobody seen that. Nah, not at all. But it was a great it was it, it's great though because of the fact that he went on such a run on like yo and for those who are wondering what what I'm referencing to when I say that yo like run, remember back at Best of the Super Juniors twenty eight, back in twenty twenty one. Yo started off three straight losses. It looked like he was just out. He was just dead and gone. This is when it was still two blocks of ten. So he had not. You had nine block matches, and he had lost his first three. And it looked like he was dead and gone. He wasn't coming <laughs> back from that. And then next thing you know, he went six in a row to get out of his block. He was in block B. He won six in a row to get out of block B to face Hiromu in the finals, even though he did fall short in the finals. The fact that he willed off six straight W's after losing his first three to get into the finals, and then we look at Hikaleo, who opens up with three straight losses and then wins four in a row to get into the quarterfinals. And I mean that's a hell of a run right there. I I don't know what else no, to say. That's a great one. That's a great Absolutely. run. Absolutely. All right. Absolutely. Now we we could send you in Osaka, but now for the next night and the final night night of B block, and we open with our five uh, multi man preliminary matches. First off, it would be just five guys: Sonata and Doki defeating Ryohe Oiwa and Kaito Kiyomiya. Uh, Ryohe Oiwa <laughs> tapped out to the skull in in ten minutes forty five seconds. Uh, o- uh, Kaito Kiyomiya started to, it's, it's like at this point, it's starting to take a shine to Ryohe Oiwa, and it's like, hey Kaito, you're not a New Japan guy. Leave our young lions alone. Anyway, uh, next. Oh my <laughs> lord. Next two thirds of the never open way no, six man tag no, team. Shit. Okay. Uh, next ne- two thirds of the never open way six man tag team champions Hiroshi Tadahashi, Tomohiro Ishii, who just don't like each other. They don't like each other, but yet their team, their team, and they team up. They get they get results. Defeated Kosei Fujita and Mikey Nichols. Uh, Tanahashi tapped out Kosei Fujita with the Texas Clover hold. Time of the match, 10 minutes and 12 seconds. Uh, Fujita, I hope Kosei Fujita gets at least a singles match to get a victory on before he goes on incursion. That would be cool. Anyway, then Hinari and um, Jeff Cobb, they took on Hiroyoshi Tenzan and Tamatanga. Cobb getting the victory uh, with the Tour of the Islands on Hiroyoshi Tenzan. Time of the match, 
9 minutes and 53 seconds, so almost 10 minutes. Uh, David Finley teamed up with Chase Owens. They were on the case against Togi Makabe and Eddie Kingston. Uh, that was a very unique team right there, but Togi Makabe would, uh, would fall into oblivion. The match time, 10 minutes and 18 seconds. And then wow. House of Torture would fall to the uh, to Los Ingobernables de Japón. It was Bushi, Suji, Takagi, and Naito. Naito nailing Dick Togo with a Destito. Match time was nine minutes and thirty-five seconds. <clears throat> my favorite part of the my favorite part of the show. Yep. Anytime, anytime House of Torture get beat down, it's like, yep, beautiful. And it's not it's not even House of Torture. It's just Bitch Yeah, just Dick Togo. Mm-hmm. Every time he get beat up, I'm there. You're gonna be like, what's your favorite part of this show? Did did Bitch Togo get beat up? Yep. Okay, there it is. Chris Charlton, I think today during I think today during commentary called him Little Dick. <laughs> okay, Yo, okay, that was hilarious. I died laughing at that. I said, "Oh, Chris Charlton, what is wrong with you?" Chris Charlton, man, he be making he be taking some shots, and you just be like and caught on guard, like, "Oh my!" Pays attention. Nobody pays attention, and I laugh every time. Yeah, mm-hmm. just be like this. Nobody. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'd be like, oh, that's what we doing, Chris? I, I'm with it. And I'm then, all it. right, now we start with our, with our final night of B Block. Kenta versus Yoshihashi and, and Kenta's reemergence of his <sighs> both staff fetish. Kenta needs help. Ain't he married to Kyrie Sane? Ain't he married to Kyrie Sane? Oh, yes, he is. If he, if I'm married to Kyrie, saying the last thing I'm lusting over is a fucking stick. Listen, 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 listen. Okay, Before explain it to me, because no, yeah, please, 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 please educate me, because uh-huh. I can't understand it. Anyway, go, go, talk, say something. This, 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 he has a fascination with things that are not his. He, if Kyrie wasn't his, he married it. See what I mean? He has a fascination with things that's not his. If I were Kyrie, I'd backhand this. <laughs> I'd backfist the shit out of him. Where do you think he you probably know. get that slap from? The hell? <laughs> oh no, no, we're not. We're not advertising or hum- or dehumanizing or making fun of DV. Please do not interpret that. We already slightly might have got canceled for what Sage said last week. We're not trying to get canceled for that. Okay. Please, please. Oh, and what happened? A controversy. I thought we was controversial. There's controversy, and then there's shit like that. Like I would like to be able to still do this. Thank you. Anyway, Kenta and Yoshihashi had a match. It was a pretty good match, but did Kenta? You then Kenta cheated, cheated, and he managed to get an inside cradle, get the victory. Match was twelve minutes and sixteen seconds to finish his tournament at three and four six points. Yoshihashi finishes his tournament a very disappointing two and five and four points. Uh, go ahead and tell us what you thought about this one. I don't know what you're talking about in cheating wise, but um, Yoshihashi got what he deserved, I guess. You know. I mean, what you want? What you want from the man? He came to the G one. Everybody seen him. Now he goes home. 
where everybody see him. Like <laughs> he just he wasn't it. It wasn't it. This wasn't it for him. He should have he should he should have picked a better day of the week. He should have picked a better day of the week. Not against my man. Yeah, now Not he can go back to guy. now the now Kenton can go back to the Pacific Northwest and uh defend that Defy World Championship. Don't, Yo, don't rush we gonna, him. We gonna, no, no, no. We're going to talk about him in that championship, what he did this morning. We're going to talk about that. It's, yeah, we're going to talk about that. Anyway, next up, Great Ocon finally uh, like get, it's got his third win of the tournament to get the finish off at three wins, four losses, and six points, defeating Taichi uh, and getting Taichi to actually tap out. Uh, in a submission hold, the match with 17 minutes and 41 seconds. Taichi finishes his tournament at three wins and four losses, six points as well. So what about this with Great Khan using a new submission hold, getting a rare tap-out victory on Taichi, who I really, I, I, I hardly ever see Taichi type tap out to anything. True. That is true. You are right. Um, This was interesting because... I can see Great Ocon leaving the United Empire. That's going to make a lot of people, you know, have to go buy some new shirts. But I can see Taichi was forcing him to fight. 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 He wasn't trying to. It was just weird. Like, it was weird. Just six guys, imagine. I can. <laughs> I can imagine. I can imagine. I swear to God, if they add Great Ocon, don't call them. They, they should just not call themselves Just Six Guys. Just call themselves Just Us Guys. No, don't tell them how to advertise. That way, that way, if they want to add more people, they don't have to keep changing the fucking number. Just be like, Just Us Guys. Yeah. TMDK, nah, they already got Japanese representatives. That's Ichiban Sweet Boy. TMDK, for who? Great Okan. Nah, I'm good. (laughs) I was about to say, and they already got Japanese representative. Ichiban Sweet Boy. Absolutely. I'm good on that TMDK. I can't see Okan in TMDK. Nah, I can't either. Mm -mm. Now, maybe... I will say this. Maybe if Zach had beat him and then Zach beats, let's say, um, what's the name? Uh, what's his name? Uh, what's, 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 will Osprey. Yeah. Maybe, but nah, man. I can't see it. I can't see it. Yeah, I can see. I try. Yeah, yeah, no. And then, uh, then Kazuchika Okada cemented his um, his place into the quarterfinals by defeating Tangaloa after the night before. After the, the <clears> night <throat> before, he talked shit about Tangaloa, calling him boring. I said, you know what? Okada got to relax. Okada more he starting to be more healed than babyface. I don't understand that. And we're gonna talk about that as well too, like later on as well, because that that was funny too. Uh, but Okada getting the that rainmaker. Not, that was not funny. Don't say that was funny. I know exactly what you're referring to, and it's not funny. 
It was, it was funny. Anyway. Anyway, so Okada finishes at six and one, twelve points. He would be number he would be number one in the B block. Tangaloa finishes his second G one of his uh, uh second G one, three wins, four losses, and six points. And then our main event, and then we'll talk about both of them. I'll give you I'll let you get your thoughts on both of them after this. Uh Will Ospreay taken to the limit by El Fantasmo, but finished off the match with a minute and and eight with two minutes and eight seconds to go, eighteen fifty-two with the Storm Driver ninety-three to get into the quarterfinals, finishing at five wins and two losses and ten points. El Fantasmo finishes his second G one, three wins, four losses and six points. So Sage, what did you think about our semifinal and our our main event to determine the top two for the B block? The semifinal was what again? Tangalo and Okada. Where it should have been. Um, <laughs> okay. I, I, I just, I, I felt Tangaloa losing the match. Um, like, I, you could tell he still ain't back, which is, which is cool. You know, it's cool. It's understandable. Um, can't wait till he fully get healed to see what he does because this was not it. This was not it. This wasn't it. But I'm 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 utterly glad that he put up the fight. That was great. Um the main event was, uh, yo, I was rooting for ELP, bro. I was rooting for ELP, bro. I was rooting for him. I was rooting for ELP. I, as much as I wanted it to, you know, I want Osprey. Look, Osprey's had an amazing year. <clears throat> I just wanted ELP to get it, man. I just wanted him to get it. And we didn't get that. But I understand why we didn't get that. And it's ELP. They won't let him they won't let him just be great, man. They won't let my man just be great. So ELP did his thing. I enjoyed I enjoyed that match. That match was way better than um that match was way better than it should have been. That that match was way better than it should have been. Boy, when he when he hit the, the, the Oz cutter, oh my god. Ah I ain't know what to do. I ain't know what yeah. to do myself. I agree. I agree. It was it was one of those matches that we file in our, we had we put in a file that we we keep called the this match had no damn business being this damn good. <laughs> but that it was did just, though. That's the crazy part. It did have that this that this much business being this damn good because they are uh, they've done this so many times before. So it's like ah, uh, y'all just doing the thing for me. Right. So by the way, we didn't go over this, but uh, la- the uh, final night of A Block, Sage went one and three, and Seth and I went three and one. But then Sage brought it back just a bit by going four and zero. Oh, on final night of B block, while I went three and one and Sith went two and two. 
The only thing I missed on was that you picked Okan, I picked Tai Chi. Oh, I, 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 I'm just because I knew. That's because I, I just knew. I just knew. Don't get it yeah, twisted. I, I still love my Lord Tai Chi, but I just knew. I just, I felt it. I felt it in the force. Or maybe he, yeah, well, it, for him, he was out of block contention. So it's really like he's, it's pretty much he's over. He's over it. So that was the Yeah, thing I feel I feel you. All right, we move on. We had a day off after the final night of B-Block action, and we ended up in the Yokohama Budokan in Kanagawa for the final night of C-Block, and we opened up with the great Okan and Jeff Cobb defeating Ryohei Oiwa and Kaito Kiyomiya. Again, Kiyomiya seems to be growing a liking to Oiwa, and again, I say leave our young lions alone. Go back to Noah and mess with them young lions. Okay, never mind. Guess what? Guess what? Guess what? I say it what? again. He probably ain't got a home when he go back. He didn't make the playoffs. Well, who knows? Who knows? <coughs> anyway, uh, Grandma would pin OEY uh, with the Eliminator match time was 10 minutes and 49 seconds. Then we would see the strong openweight tag team champions back together again after being in separate blocks for most of the tournament. Uh, Gabe Kid and Alex Coughlin had no problem dealing with Tomaki Homa and Toriano. Uh, the match went 8 minutes and 22 seconds. Uh, Tomaki Homa, I don't know what his, I don't know what kind of delusions of grandeur that old man has that he goes backstage and says i'm gonna be in a g1 next year no you're not <laughs> no you're not like unless like unless like 15 people are injured and can't make the g1 that's the only way you're gonna make the g1 man and i like homer i like homer but no i like i like homer less if he's in the g1 i'm just homer gonna put that out there g1 he better listen, go home. Listen, it was a it was a thing when him and Makabe were in World Tag League two, like two years ago. I can't go through that again. What did I say to you? I can't go through that again. Home. I can't go through that again. I was especially because wait, Homer was in the G one what two years ago? No, he was in the New Japan Cup two years ago. He was in New Japan. He went up against Suzuki. He went up against Suzuki and beat him. But that was because of the pandemic, man. Wasn't it? Yeah, because then, because yeah, then, because then, then, then you you were traveling to Japan, but you still had to quarantine for like oh, like two weeks in a hotel before you could even go out and do shit. Because that was 2021, so yeah. But now that they don't have that shit no more, like now they can get motherfuckers over there. Anyway, all right, third match was see Strong Style, Ren Narita, El Desperado, and the aforementioned Minoru Suzuki uh, take on and take out Jado, Hikuleo, and Chilta Umino. It'll be the Cobra Twist by Ren Narita on Jado. Match time was 6 minutes and 43 seconds. Um, TMDK, Shane Hayes, Zack Sabre Jr., and Kosei Fujita. Took on and took out Oscar Loibe, Yo, and Hiroki Goto. It will be the dynamic bomb by Shane Haste on Oscar on the big uh, Oscar Loibe. Match time was ten minutes and eighteen seconds. And then before we Can get we to our final, strong Shane Haste is for a second. That bro. motherfucker is so strong, dude. Like the Yo. fact that he was able to pick up the big the big man like Oscar Loibe. That's insane. And then and oh, we gonna get to it, boy. I can't wait to get to that block. Yeah, that was crazy. 
And then in the in the match before we get to our final night of block matching for the Murderers Rose, uh, aka the Hard Hitters Block, aka C Block, uh, Yoda Suji would spear the absolute crap out of Togi Makabe to give him Bushi and Naito a victory over Makabe Tanahashi and Master Wato. Match time was ten minutes and forty five seconds. And then we get into our block matches. And we would start off with Tomohiro Ishii, who vowed he would beat the crap out of everybody in his block. Yeah, he beat the crap out of everybody, but he didn't beat anybody. But he beat the crap out of everybody, so he kept his promise. He said he what he was going to do. I'm, I'm, I'm being very, like, it is what it is. Uh, but he would take on Mikey Nichols. He would get the victory over Mikey Nichols. 13 minutes and one second. The match time with the vertical drop brain buster. Finishing with a very disappointing two and five record. He four points. He didn't Mike... Okay, he beat two people. But he beat the crap out of everybody. Oh, he beat like, the literally. Crap out of and, then, and Mikey Nichols finishes at two and five and uh, four points in his very first G1. Um, I think the question seems always be, is always been po- posed during English commentary, but have is we he, seen is the? Is he going to be? Is he going to be there? Is he going to be in the next year? That yeah that is a, that. But you know what's crazy? Yes. Yes. Why wouldn't we? I don't see a reason why not. Um. I, there are people that I, I definitely put out here where I say, why are you in the G1? You, Jerome. He... <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> 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 my fault, you tried. You're welcome. <laughs> uh... my fault, I honestly... Listen, like I'm, a, I'm gonna be completely honest with you. I agree with you, Sage. I just, I don't think that Ishii's not gonna be brought, put into any future G1s because even though he may not get the points results that you would expect, especially from someone who's been around for as long as he has, but the man puts on banger matches in this tournament. He puts on bangers like that matchup he had with Shingo, that matchup he had with Eddie. I mean, he puts on fucking bangers, dude. Like they, I have, I, I have yet to see a bad Ishii G one match. No, 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 no. And I think that's why he continues to be put into this tournament because he doesn't put on a bad match. He may not go out there and get six, eight, ten, twelve points, but he goes out there and just absolutely just brings it and puts on really great matches. Yeah, and really absolutely. tests out those who 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 they who think they're 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 tough. That's the way I see it, honestly. But um, I but I agree with you, Sage. I don't see Ishii not being a part of the G one moving forward unless he pulls a Yuji Nagata and decides to voluntarily take himself out of it for the remainder of his career. That's the only way I see Ishii not being in this any uh, in the G one anymore. I, I if he voluntarily says I'm retiring from G one competition, you know. Yeah, I don't All right. see that happening. 
All right, next up, we would have Tama Tonga facing Hinare, and this is a must-win for Tama to have any sort of chance of getting into the top two, and he would go out and deliver. He went fourth, the match with 14 minutes and 30 seconds with Tama Tonga hitting that DSD, which is sort of a version of the J-Driller, uh, to get the victory and finish his tournament. Four wins, two losses, and one draw and nine points. Uh, Hinare finishes with two wins wins and five losses and four points and Hanari would say backstage that he there were only three guys in the C block that he wanted to beat and he only managed to beat two of the three the three men were Tomohiro Ishii Shingo Takagi and Eddie Kingston he only beat Shingo and Ishii he could beat Eddie so he wants another go at Eddie uh -oh. I'm in, I'm inclined to be like you know what let's let's get it let's make it happen. But Eddie wants Shingo at either all in or all out, and I'm more inclined for that. But over Eddie versus Hanare, absolutely. I'm just I'll saying that in the day of the week. Give me Eddie and Shingo. That's that <laughs> match is going. Yeah, that's the match I want to see. Honestly, that's the match I want to see. And then we would get to our semifinal and as main event, it would be David Finley and Eddie Kingston with Finley needing a win to get into the quarterfinals. And he would deliver the match with 16 minutes and 34 seconds. He sent Eddie Kingston into oblivion to get the victory to finish at five and two, 10 points. Eddie Kingston finishes off his first G1 with a winning record, four wins, three losses and eight points. Points. So a really good tournament for uh, Eddie Kingston, his first G1 uh, as the strong open, he, you know, current strong open weight champion, but came up short to the never open weight champion. And then in the main event, it was announced that if Shingo were to have defeated Evil, it would have been they would have forced a tie break for the number two spot in the C block and we would have had a bonus 10th match between Tama Tonga and Shingo Takagi to determine who would move on to face to be the joint David Finley representing the C block but it would not happen it would not be meant to be because thank you <coughs> Evil for being what you are which is a scumbag uh, all the cheating in the world and even with the intervention of Suji and Bushi and even Hiromu who we hadn't seen since in months it was just not enough. A low blow. Everything is evil. And evil joins David Finley as representatives of the C block. Bullet Club representing the C block in the quarterfinals. Evil finishes at 5-2, 10 points. Shingo finishes his tournament at 3 wins, 3 losses, and a draw, and 7 points. The match went 17 minutes and 40 seconds. And also... Evil's uh, Evil's decree that if he didn't make it out of block, he would shave his head. Looks like he doesn't have to shave his head because he's out of block and into the, into the quarterfinals. What are your thoughts on two of uh, last two matches to determine the top two in C block, Sage? Um, both of these guys suck. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, David, David, Sunday. I I really don't like. I, I get. I don't know. If this is well. He's. This is his way of counter punching. I don't like. 
Um, this is what I think of Evil winning in the main event. Try. Thank you. Uh, I wanted to see another. Uh, I wanted to see another match. I really did. I wanted to see another match. I I was here for. I I was here for another match. Get give me give me give the people what they want. Like we here for we here for it. Give us what we want. Shit. And then Eddie Kingston lost. Oh, I was hurt. I wanted Eddie to make it. I wanted Eddie to make it. Fuck. Listen, I'm I don't I don't know, man. I didn't think that evil was coming out was gonna come out of C block. And I didn't think Finley was coming out of C block, and they both came out of C block. So I had a feeling Finley was gonna come out of C block. Well, yeah, I, I will say that. I think we did say that in the, in the very first episode of the season that we felt that yeah. Finley would be one, and I think Eddie was gonna be two. Right. But y'all dick this, so it is. Yeah. Instead, we get uh, Finley at one and Evil at two. So you get and two only reason why Evil. Yeah, and the only reason why Evil was two was because he lost to Finley. Yeah. Yep. That's, That's crazy. Exactly That's crazy. That's <laughs> and then we would head to Suzuka and the Axe City Hamamatsu for the final night of block for D block. And it began with the aforementioned Evil in the opening match with his little buddy show taking on and taking out Yuto Nakashima and Eddie Kingston. Uh, show would hit the cross arm pile driver after hitting Yuto Nakashima with the wrench. Match went eight minutes and 31 seconds. Then Mikey Nichols with a sliding lariat, uh, along with Kosei Fujita, defeated Ryohei Oiwa and Kaito Kiyomiya. Kosei Fujita was, uh, had a little bit, was having a lot of fun mixing it up with uh, Kaito Kiyomiya. Uh, also, Master Wato, along with Hikuleo and Shota Umino, <coughs> took, uh, and took out Gato, Gabe Kit, and David Finley. It will be the Vendaval by Master Wato to tap out Gato. And then Hinari and Great Okan defeated Toma Akihoma and Tomohiro Ishii. Uh, Hanari hit the streets of rage on Homa 10 minutes and 53 seconds and that's when he went backstage and was like I've been gone for so long and I'm still losing I'm still going to get in the G1 like I'm still going to get in the G1 hey Homa let me say this so you can understand no you're not okay right anyway and then uh, Strong Style would defeat Bushi, Te- Yoda Suji, and Shingo Takagi Narita tapped out Bushi with the Cobra Twist match with 10 minutes and 19 seconds and then we would get to the the d block and we opened up with alice coglin versus toriano hey boy and, hey boy and that, and that motherfucker look yano's making his interest i'm thinking okay this is gonna be fine yano's gonna make his interest he's gonna get in the ring he's gonna get his long intro where he's gonna talk about his sports bar his t-shirts his sashes he's an ambassador he's got the dvd he's gonna spray this the the, the the what you call it the hand sanitizer in there all that good stuff nah alice coglin came out first even though he's a champion and gabe kid and gabe kid not alice coglin gabe kid jumps toriano but i was like what why gabe 
Gabe Kidd jumps Yano. Not Yano, not get not Coglin. Coglin's in the ring chilling, and it's Gabe Kidd that jumps him, and he just beat up Yano for about five or ten minutes, even before the bell even rang. It felt like ten minutes, but I think it was shorter than that. But they beat him up for so long before the bell even rang. And Yano was making a comeback too. Like he was, he, people tend to forget this is a man who's part of a, a stable called Great Bash Heel. He had blonde hair and was dangerous. I think these two kids forgot about that. <laughs> they think that Yano's just this jokester and stuff. They seem to forget he broke out that violent shite side against Chase Owens for the KOPW a couple years ago. Okay, so so, <laughs> so I hadn't I hadn't uh, I hadn't watched it yet, and I see on Twitter. Serious Yano is a problem. And I go, oh, who pissed Yano off? And I couldn't remember who he faced until I watched it. And I go, oh, this is why. Yeah, Serious Yano is a problem. Absolutely. That's what I'm saying, man. You get Yano into that serious mode, and he, he's a problem, bro. I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> but uh, but Alex Coggin would get the W, though, and when the match eventually started, the match actually had the official match time was five minutes and seven seconds with Alex Coglin hitting the jackhammer to get to finish his first G1 off at three wins and four losses and six points, while Yano finishes off this G1, two wins and five losses and four points. So there you go. Then... We would get into Jeff Cobb versus Shane Haste. Basically, if Cobb loses here or draws, it will be really hard for him. He will be really hard for him to make the top two. Who did you pick for this one? You pick Haste. Me and Sip pick Cobb. Ladies and gentlemen, but we ended up. we ended up with a draw because it was a double count out with, at 11 minutes and 10 seconds. Oh, I should have. And that's the problem. I should have known. I should have known. I should have known better. I should have known better. He needs, The fact uh, Shane Hayes had his marching orders from the front man. Make sure Cobb doesn't win. And now he made damn sure of it. Had that man in a nice little hold of his legs, wrapped his legs around the guardrail because he's tall enough, and Jeff Cobb could not get in. It got double counted out. He still got a point for it, but it was not going to be enough to possibly join Zack Sabre Jr. and like, whoever would be the top two. Chris, like, not Chris Charles, Kevin Kelly didn't like this. Who cares? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Didn't you get hired by AEW? Shut up. <clears throat> Damn it. Yo, no, back up. We backing up. So during the Coglin Yano match, fucking uh Gabe Kid was running was walking around the ringside just you know, being a menace. And Kevin Kelly asked him, like, what in the hell, what are you doing? And he said, I'm a madman. You already know that. And he's like, shut up, Kevin, before I do something. And then he asked him, when are you pissing off back to AEW? <laughs> he said, when are you mm-hmm. pissing off back to AEW? Yo. When, when he said that, the, when he said that to, to, to Kevin Kelly, I had to rewind that at least twice because I had to hear what the fuck he's like. When you pissing off back to AEW, shut up! <laughs> and then Kevin, all Kevin could say was, "How dare you!" <laughs> oh, oh shit, bro. 
But anyway, back to Cobb and Shane Hayes. I mean, back to Cobb and Shane Hayes. Good matchup, but damn, like, that, like Shane Hayes had his marching orders from the front, front man. Make sure Cobb didn't win. And Shane Hayes damn sure made sure Cobb <coughs> didn't win. He still walked away with a point, but it wasn't two points. Absolutely. As long as you know. As long as you know. He was not walking away with points. Period. I mean, he, I mean, he wasn't walking away with the proper points. Shane, Shane, Shane laughed. Shane, oh, Shane laughed. He laughed from a good place. He said, gotcha, Jeff. Gotcha. Yep, absolutely. And then um and then and then look, and it was right, it was perfect because the very next match just happened to be man. Zach Sabre Jr. versus Hiroki Goto. Was the front man. But this match was a banger though. That match, no, this match was a banger. This match was a banger. Like I I was afraid for the front man for a minute because of how Goto was trying to pull out some wins, man. Goto was trying to get his stuff going, man. I was a little scared a little bit. I was a little scared a little bit. Yeah, but, but we, Zach Sabre Zach Saber Jr. one using one of his very well like using just using what he knows, which is a submission hole, got Goto to verbally submit. And Zach Saber Jr., 14 minutes, 30 seconds of match time, and he finishes his tournament. Five wins, two losses, 10 points, moves on to the quarterfinals. And who will be joining him in those quarterfinals? Where? Well, it would be dependent upon what would happen in our main event between Tetsuya Naito and Hiroshi Tanahashi. Uh, bottom line was, I believe that uh, Cobb beat Naito during the tournament, correct? Yep. Yeah, which meant that if Naito had gotten a draw, we would have a play-in between Naito and Cobb to determine who no. would get in. Nope. What? It was corrected. It was corrected. If Cobb, if Cobb won, I mean, if Cobb, uh, Cobb got the win over Naito, but if he lost to, um, if he lost, if Naito loses in the main event. Cobb goes in regardless due to the fact of Cobb beat Naito. Yeah, but so, no, he got to think about something. Cobb finished with nine points. If Naito mm-hmm. would have gotten a draw, he would have been at four, two, and one, which was nine points. They would have had to have had a play. It's a, no, he already won it. Cobb wins oh, yeah, the tiebreaker. Right. Oh, yeah, that's right. You're right, you're right, you're right, right, right. You're right, you're right, you're right. Cobb gets the tiebreaker, so that way Cobb can. Uh, He's um he goes into it with un- unscathed. He won't have to have a play in match. Well, it didn't yeah. matter because Naito and, and Hiroshi Tanahashi went 17 minutes and 54 seconds to, uh, to with Naito hitting a satellite DDT into an inside cradle, like dropping Tanahashi on the crown of his head and then rolling him up to get the three count and close out going into the quarterfinals and giving us a roll, what we haven't heard all tour long, which is a roll call with Suji in it. Yep. What did you think about these last two matches? Um... The front man is amazing. You ain't even gotta. You just know what I'm gonna say about the front man. He's amazing. Look at what he does. Come on, it's the front man. Um, nah, but these these were these were great closers. These uh, I I 
uh, if it wasn't for the road call, I mean, uh, our main event was our main event. Like, there's nothing that our main event was going to be our main event. Naito versus uh, Tanahashi. Oh, uh, other fa- other fact. Uh, Cobb beat Tana. Mm. So he, 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 he went in anyway. So, mm. um, I, ah, man, I wanted more from that match, I guess. From that match, I just wanted more. I know where they could go, but I think that 20 minute time limit, that, that thing is a, it's a beast in itself. Like that 20 minute time limit kind of rubbed, rubs me the wrong way, man. Rubs me the wrong way. That 20 minute time limit was uh disheartening to some certain certain degrees. You keep yeah. two you keep you keep two people like Tana and Naito down to 20 minutes. Yeah. Well, anyway, this match would finish when Naito would finish at five and two, ten points. Uh, he would go on to the quarterfinals where uh, he lost to Zack Sabre Jr. So he would Naito would be number two. See, he would be D two. Zack Sabre Jr. would be Z, would be D one. Tanahashi finishes at three no, and four and six. Around. Oh, other way around. So Naito's number yeah. one and Zack's number two. <clears throat> yeah, Naito Naito beat Zack. Remember? Oh yeah, that's right. He did. Shit. He ain't getting his knee no screwed. And then then Tanahashi finishes at three and four and six points uh, to end off his tournament. And really quickly, let us go through the the final standings of the night before we get into what happened on Thursday with the quarterfinals. So we start off with the G with the G one A block and look at the standings and the final standings for the a blocks finals sonata finishes at the top of the block 7014 points hikaleo with his victory over shota umino in the main event uh would finish at four and three and eight points to get the be number two and make the quarterfinals yoda suji finishes in third three wins three losses and a draw seven points ren narita is t- finishes tied with kaito kiyomiya and shota umino at two three and two six points uh gabe kid finishes in seven seventh place at two four and one five points and chase owens the only other veteran that was part of the a block finishes at two and five and four points uh the b block uh, Kazuchika Okada finished six and six and one, twelve points. He would be the top of the B block. Will Osprey also represented the B block in the quarterfinals. Finished at five and two, ten points. Uh, Taichi, uh, it will be a one, two, three, four, five way tie for third at three and four, six points between Taichi, Tangaloa, El Phantasmo, Kenta, and the Great Okan. Yoshihashi finishes at the bottom of the block, two and five, four points. Yay. The C block. The C block would see both David Finley and Evil finish at 10 points, 5 and 2. But because of the David Finley victory over Evil, David Finley is C1 and Evil is C2. Tamatanga finishes this G1, 4, 2, and 1, 9 points. Eddie Kingston, his first G1, finishes at 4 and 3, 8 points. Shingo finishes. 
which is at three, three, and one, seven points. Mikey Nichols in his first G1, two and five, four points. Hanari, two and five, four points as well. And so is Tomohiro Ishii at two and five and four points. Uh, and then the D block, as we just talked about, Naito and Zack Sabre Jr. both finished identical 5-2 and two records, but because of the Tetsuya Naito victory over Zack Sabre Jr. <laughs> a couple nights ago, it will be Naito that will be D1. Zack Sabre Jr. is D2. Cobb finished a point behind 4-2-1, and one, 9 points to finish third. And then a three-way tie for four between Hiroshi Tanahashi, Hiroki Goto, and Alex Coglin in his first G1, Three and four, six points. Shane Hayes finishes his first G1 at two and four, two, four and one, five points. Yano finishes at the bottom of the block, two and five and four points. Those are how the standings uh, stacked up uh, as we went into the for the playoffs, as they're co- being called. Playoffs. Yep. They should. They should go ahead and just you know. Just keep the playoffs. You should keep the playoffs. They should keep the playoffs. I, I agree. All right, so let's talk about these playoffs. Now, before we get into these quarterfinal matches, we did have some undercard matches, including what we saw, like a, a match that was given to the fans live in Chiba uh, at the Funabashi Arena was a three-young-line consecutive battles match with a five-minute five time limit. It was Judo Nakashima running the gauntlet, but he would fail after getting time-limit draws against uh, Oiwa, Oscar, uh, Oscar Loibe and Ryohei Oiwa before Bolton Ole came out and beat him in 52 seconds. That's crazy. He beat him in 52 seconds. That's crazy. But then we will open the show proper with Hiromu Takahashi, his first action in a New Japan ring in in a, a month and a half, two months. He teamed with Yoda Shuji and Shingo Takagi to defeat TMDK's Kosei Fujita, Shane Hayes, and Mikey Nichols. Fujita would uh, lay, be laid waste by the time bomb to get the victory. We will see El Phantasmo, who something we didn't mention after his main event match against Will Ospreay on the final night of B Block, was approached by the Gorillas of Destiny. So it looks like they might be courting him to be a part, to, to run with them, which would be interesting. Uh, but he will be teaming with the Gorillas of Destiny along with Shota Umino to take on and take out Hiroyoshi Tenzan and Strong Style. It will be the sudden death. Uh, Tenzon that would give them that team the victory. So there you go. Next, uh, the the War Dogs, the Bullet Club War Dogs of Gabe Kidd and Alex Coggan, the strong openweight tag team champions, team with Chase Owens and the Defy World Champion Kenta to take on ju- four of just five guys: Taka Michinoku, Doki, Yoshinobu Kanemaru, and Taichi. Uh, I was la- I was laughing at the fact that fucking Alex Coughlin at the end of the match took fucking Conamaro's uh, whiskey and just swigged that shit. It was just like, yep. But uh, Gabe Kid and and Coughlin yeah. and them got the victory over uh, over talking them. So then we will move on to Eddie Kingston teaming with two thirds <laughs> of the strong of the Never Openway Six Man Tag Team Champions uh, to defeat Hanare Okan and Cobb. It will be the backfist to the future to Hanare, which he's already felt in this tournament before, and he felt it again. Uh, Eddie Kingston getting the victory in this one, and then here come the quarterfinal matches. 
We opened up with Tetsuya Naito against Hikuleo. It will be D1 versus B2. Well, A2, I should say. And it would be a very, very tight contest here. Hikuleo using that strength, but Naito using his veteran instinct, going after the leg of the much bigger, the 6'9", Hikuleo, trying to break him down, wear him down. There were a couple of points in the matchup where it seemed like they were not in sync, and it's just it was noticeable. Like, there's no way you could miss miss it. But in the end, uh, when it looked like Hikaleo was going to vi- get the victory, Naito was able to reverse it and then hit a Destino to get the victory. Match went 13 minutes and 11 seconds. Uh, Sage, what did you think about Naito versus Hikaleo with Naito moving on to the semis? Uh, oh, Hikaleo. Uh, he had it, it was a great match. It was a great match. It, it, it was a great match. Um, Naito's just that veteran that can take down a tall, a big guy, regardless. So it was he was he was out experienced. So I, I that's how I felt about that. He was out experienced in this case. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Good showing, kid. (laughs) Good showing, kid. That's all it is to it. Yeah, I mean, that's all you can say, though, is that, you know, Naito's been around for so, so long that, you know, he he knew what to do and was able to do it and Hikaleo you know first G1 making it to the making it this far I mean you could tell that he's gonna have a a bright future and much many more G1s where he might make it even further so you know great showing for him in his very first G1 uh and then in the next match which would determine Naito's opponent uh, for the uh, semifinals, it was Will Ospreay and David Finley now what, what was really intriguing about this one David Finley comes out first. He got Gabe Kidd, Alice Coughlin, and, of course, uh, Gato. So he comes out, and then Osprey comes out by self. He's like, by self, everything. And then he gets, like, a couple steps up the uh, down the rampway, down, down the aisleway, and he sees the war dog standing in the aisleway like, come on, come on, let's, what are you going to do? So he just takes a couple steps back, just stares him down. Then here come Ocon and Jeff Cobb like, What's up now, bitch? And then it was like mm-hmm. they oh, were like it alone? No. Right. And, and he was like, and then they were like, nah, you know what? We're gonna go this, we're gonna go over here. We're gonna go over <laughs> here. And then Osprey Brett walked into the ring and was like, Yeah, you thought. <laughs> like you fucking thought. And then next yeah. thing you know. And then next thing you know, he gets he, he gets in the ring and they put on a they put on a match. They put on a match. Let me tell you, they put on a match. This was really good. This was this was great. As a, as much as I see David Finley sucks, uh, as a wrestler, he he he's accomplished as a wrestler, but I just think this whole thing with him sucks. That's just me personally. Um, he definitely he's definitely priming up to be that. Uh, as 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 a lot of people say, uh, mini switchblade. Uh, you know, you know, you know, you know, yeah, that's why I wore the shirt. He's a mini switchblade. Okay. Yeah. Keep coming. Up there you go. 
Right. But but this was a really good matchup with you know Osprey managing to hit the the, bl- the hidden blade and then Stormbreaker to be able to get the victory and move on to the sem- to the semifinals where he will be facing uh, Tetsuya Naito in the semifinals for a chance to go to the finals in back to back years, uh, which you know that's it's not it's not uncommon. We've seen it done before, but let's see if he could do it a, a second year in a row. Then we would get to the shock of the night. Sonata, who went undefeated in his block against Evil, who snuck in on the final night of block for the C block, for the C block, went at it. They're former tag team partners. They won World Tag League, what, two years in a row? And won the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Championships like three times? They would go at it. And in the end, even... It's crazy because he was doing all the cheating in the world and it wasn't getting the job done. But then when he goes straight up, didn't hit him with a low blow, got out of deadfall, hit everything as evil, and advanced. The match was 16 minutes and 6 seconds, and evil advances to the semifinals of the G1 Climax Tournament. What are your oh, thoughts on that? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Oh, excuse me. Um, that sucks. Sonata, Sonata should have won that. Like I didn't see. I okay. Evil coming out of the block, cool. I'm not mad at that. Evil beating Sonata, no, bro, no, bro, no, bro, no, bro. I'm not okay with that. I'm not okay with that. I, I that that shouldn't have been. Ugh, that hurts my feelings. We have we have a sound for that. We have a sound Trash. for that. There you go. Trash. But yeah, but in the end, Evil is into the semifinals, and then the main event would determine who will be facing Evil in that semifinal. It was Zack Saber Jr., the number two out of D Block, versus the number one out of the B Block, um, Kazuchika Okada. Let me tell you something. Thank God that the playoffs have no time limit. Yeah. Thank God because yeah. the match time for this one. 2146. It was one minute and 46 seconds over what what the time limit was for block matches. I mean, if this was a block match, it would have been a draw. Yeah, o- Okada said that in his uh, speech. Yeah. <clears throat> but man, this was a. I really like this match here, dude. I this really did banger. like this one. Yeah. This was a banger. This was a banger. That oh my god, I'm so hurt for that. I'm so hurt for that. I demand a recount. I demand a new referee. I, I demand a recount and a new referee. I demand a hydrate. I think we need to hydrate on that. I, I, we need to hydrate on the tears. Okay. I, t- I said it though. And, and Sif just said it. But I've said it all along. I I just they talking about this year of change, and it's just like okay, if this is gonna be a year of change, well, let's get the year of change. But Okada G one still exists. Yeah. And until he don't, it's just gonna be it's gonna be difficult. Cause the crazy part is, a month ago, he he just tapped out. To to Brian Danielson. Yeah, so you know, 
It was funny because Kevin Kelly, Kevin Kelly outlined this during the um during during the match that you know Okada has had a couple big losses this year. He lost the IWGP World Title to Sonata uh, early on this year. Don't talk early on this year after Sonata won the New Japan Cup. Then he lost to Brian Danielson at Forbidden Door. Then he lost to Osprey during the G1. So he's taking three big losses this year, but yet somehow he's still, when it's G1 season, Okada is just different. He just built different. We said this on this podcast for the last four years that we've been covering this tournament, that G1 Okada is built absolutely fucking different. Yeah. There's nothing else you can say. He's built That's absolutely weird, yeah. fucking different when it when it becomes when it becomes the summertime. When it when it becomes G one season, whether it's in the summer or like the last couple the, the couple years during the pandemic when it was in the fall. Either way, when it's G one, when you put the G one <laughs> on a tour, G one climax on a tour, Okada becomes a different human being. They say the G and G one stands for uh, Goto. I think it stands for. Uh, Get beat by Carter. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, that that that's basically it. And so that would set up our semifinals. Our first semifinal, we'll see Will Ospreay, the IWGP U.S. Heavyweight Champion, taking on Tetsuya Naito, a former two-time winner of the G1 Climax Tournament. And in the other semifinal, Evil, who has won a New Japan Cup and is a former IWGP Heavyweight, Intercontinental, and Heavyweight Tag Champion, along with a former Never Openweight and Never Openweight Six-Man Tag Team Champion. Hard to believe he's got that many accolades and people still sleep on him. Anyway, taking on the man who was the two-time defending and four-time overall winner of this tournament, Kazuchika Okada, in the semifinals. That is what we have to face. And I guess, Sage, before we get into picking the semifinals and then guessing the finals, because we won't know the finals until after Saturday, now let's look at the picks and where we stand in our records. We have three matches remaining in this tournament. Sage, like first is Sith. We're going in order. Sith currently sits 63, 47, and 6 for total points in terms of G1, 132 points. Good job. Good job. Sage is one up on him in the win column <coughs> at 64, 46, and 6 for 134 points. Great job, Sage. But the winner of the no spots block, because I am six up on Sage and there's only three matches remaining, at 70, 40, and 6, and 146 points, I win the I win the no spots block. And I needed this fucking win because I'm on a five-pay-per-view losing streak against fucking Sith, and it's killing me. It's fucking I, killing me. I even beat you at SummerSlam. <laughs> yeah, fuck you. But I beat you here where you're supposed to be the analyst and the expert. Ah, shut up, Meg. <laughs> Bitch. I win. Now I see now I can gloat. Now I can gloat because there's no way you can catch me. Cause even if I go 0 for 3 and you go 3 and 0, you can't catch me. I'm I'm I've won. Now the race is three points at two two points of beef. Oh, I'm sorry. 
<laughs> now the race now the race is for second place between you and Sith. Now it's just between which one of y'all gonna face right behind me. And I don't think you want Sith to beat to beat you. But I got a feeling he might. I don't know. It's G one season. Everything becomes unpredictable leading up to the finish. Everything becomes unpredictable. True. I know, but I I have who I in mind of when we start to do our picks. I have who I'm thinking of who may pull it off and who may not. Well, let's get into it. Fuck it. Let's just get right into it. We know our our semifinals. We know our final four. Naito ver- is Naito versus Osprey. Who you got in that one, Naito or Osprey? So after some heavy deliberation today, somebody somebody swayed my decision of who I was going with, and if this doesn't work. Oh, me and this person will have it out. So, I'm going to pick Naito. Okay. And then Sith is actually going with Osprey. And Sith, I just want to tell you that you're lone wolfing it because I'm also going with Naito. Because... I was the one that picked Naito to win this tournament at the very start because I wanted to see him and Sonata go at it in the Tokyo Dome in the main event. It's sort of like a full circle moment. But, it right. could, I mean, him facing Osprey, I think I might that might be in jeopardy. But I got to stick with, with Naito here to w- go through it all because that's who I picked to win this damn thing. All right, Okada Evil, who you got? Again, as I said, through heavy deliberation, I'm going to pick... I'm going to pick Okada. We're all going with Okada, which makes me worry. <laughs> which worries me. Because we might get Naito versus Evil in the final. Or we could get Osprey yeah. versus Okada in the final. Or we can get Osprey oh. versus Evil in the final. Imagine nobody <laughs> want, nobody wants to see that. Nobody don't do that. Nobody wants to see that. <laughs> I said nobody don't don't do that. Nobody wants to see it. Nobody wants to see that. By the way, big shout out to Frankie for resubscribing for nine months in a row. Thank you, Frankie. Um, but no, we no. I'm telling you, you you're the one that said the G1 is unpredictable. It could be an Osprey Evil final. Nobody wants to see that. I know nobody wants to see that, Sage. I get that, but it could happen. No, I don't believe I don't believe in miracles. That's a miracle for evil. I don't I don't think I mean to be honest, when you think about it, it could because you you put you put this house of torture thing on evil and you ain't what have we done with it since since the pandemic and plus also one thing you gotta think about is you know that togo's gonna get involved you probably know that yujiro and show are not gonna be too far away right when do you see chaos hold on let me finish let me finish my thought though so when do you ever see chaos 
intervening on Okada's behalf when something like that's going down? Uh, you don't. But no, I mean, uh, it's it's an iffy situation because we had we we was having an issue with Yujiro and uh uh Evil versus Chaos. They they did they did intervene in those matches. Uh, like show uh Yo would show up, then him and Show re- redoing their beef and all that. Um, I don't know, man. You, I don't know, man. It's a good question, but let me tell you something. Everybody catching a rainmaker is—they're not going to survive. The rainmaker is the strongest move in in, in the his in, in history. Because uh, mm-hmm. there's no way right. everybody falls to a rainmaker, bro. Everybody go. falls to a rainmaker. <laughs> true that. True that. All right. And now for the moment of truth, given who we picked, since like Sips picked Osprey and Okada as the final on Sunday. We have both picked Naito and Okada as the final in, on Sunday. Who ultimately wins the G1 Climax 33? Will Okada do it for the fifth time overall and third straight year, becoming the first to do it three years in a row? Or will Naito win his third tournament overall and finally get his main event match at the Tokyo Dome? Or will Osprey be the one to win it? It, 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 It's going to be Naito, bro. Okay. I'm interested to see who Sis pick it because remember, he's got Okada and, uh, and Osprey. I'm also going Naito because, again, I picked him to win the whole tournament. I gave my story behind it, so I got to pick him. He's picking – oh, shit. He's picking Osprey. So those those picks are now on record. They're on wax. Can't walk them back now. But um, it's going to be an interesting two days. I'm going to tell you that much. Interesting two days of real Goku on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, I can't wait to see real Goku on TV on, on my on my screens. One of my one of the most beautiful venues uh, that they get to the perform out of, and I can't wait to see what the undercard is going to be because I know like the um, on Saturday is only two matches, uh, so I'm pretty sure they're going to have like six uh, multi man tag match, six or seven multi man tag matches, and then the need, finals will be some interesting. Singles matches. I need some special singles matches. Drop me some special three good matches. Yeah, true. But give me give anyway. me Hanari and Kingston again. Psych, give me Shingo and Kingston. <laughs> you thought I was really gonna go Hanari. <laughs> I just I do want to see Hanari get hit with another backfist though. Okay. <laughs> anyway. All right, ladies and gentlemen, who's ready for story time with Sage, baby? Oh, me? I am. I am because I am Sage. <clears throat> All right. What you got for us, Sage? Bro. Have you seen? No, no, no. I need you back in the frame with this. This is, I, I need you here with this. I need you. It, it, it's a it's a communicator story time because it's a All right. what, what can we get out of your mind on this situation? Okay. Damn, I was about to run and grab a snack too. Shit. All right, what's up? Nah, 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 nah. 
the situation in Montgomery with the the the, the white the white people jumping the black man. Oh, that shit! Oh my god! My my good sir, my good sir. I ain't never seen so many Negroes come to the aid of one man, black man in my life, bro. Usually they just sit back and just videotape and be like, man, he get fucked up. Man, they all no. they all they all came and converged like Voltron and shit. I'm like, wait a minute. What is this? What is going on here? I'm glad I'm glad you said that. Because see, he did the black people signal. He did it. Yeah, I know. I saw. I saw a meme of this. I saw a meme of this. He threw the hat, and it was like a bat signal. Yo, oh my god! It was like it was like black people unite. Oh my god! For somebody to come out the water, my man. Who I got throw hands with? Like he came out the water. The man was swimming like he was an Olympic. He looked like he was an Olympic swimmer the way he was swimming that joint. He was trying to get over there like, nah, y'all not about to jump, homeboy. Yo. I, I may be wrong for this, but I enjoyed seeing an old man hit a white woman in the head with a chair. A white chair at that. A white folding chair at that. Oh, reparations. Because I learned this. And this is where the story time comes. I learned Listen. that the port that they were fighting at in Montgomery, Alabama, used to be a port where slaves were brought into. How full circle and apropos is that? And I love every minute of this even more because... I get to watch somebody get their ass whooped in somewhere that treated our people for so many years so horrible. Oh, yes, absolutely. You can give it to me 50 million times over. You can give it to me the last 1.5 billion times over. Cause that was the the mega millions and I didn't hit it, but still, you can give me that amount of times over of watching that, and I'll watch it all day. I'll watch it, analyze it, dissect it, and some more stuff, just to say, this is what happens when things come full circle. You white people jumping a black man at the end of the day, Now, if you pull Karen over on the street, Karen goes, you need to do your job. If I pulled you up, I'm doing my job. What? So this man is doing his job. Y'all are blocking the port. He asks them. And if you go back and watch the video, he asks them to move. He didn't just run a bit. Y'all got to move. He said, guys, can y'all move y'all boat because y'all blocking the port? And they went off. Okay. Okay. And then you proceed to throw hands at the man. Oh, okay. 
Okay. That's why every black man was every black person wasn't gonna show up. Oh. Sorry. Let me, let, 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 the, let the black people go back. Y'all got COVID. Real quick. Such a wondrous day in American history, in Black people history. Um, we got to see something that we deserved for a long time to fight back. Back, apparently, bro. someone posted on Facebook that apparently somebody posted on Facebook that that family is known or known racist. Oh, yes, they're known racist. Well, they 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 learned they learned they learned about a, a doctrine <laughs> that us that us black folks have adopted over the years, and that doctrine is fuck around and find out. Okay. Oh man, absolutely. <laughs> okay. So there you go. That's what they that's what they learn in in this in this exercise is that we live by a doctrine of fuck around and find out. They fucked around and they found out. Period. Anyway, all right. So before we finish off this episode of the podcast gotta talk about AEW from last night the main event because I'm gonna have a lot to say about the main event on Saturday oh, when we're back oh, you, want my, we're, you want my opinion on it I do but hang on so I'm gonna have plenty of say, what I had to say about our main event of this week's Dynamite on this Saturday's episode of the weekly wrestling podcast streaming live on Twitch 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time or maybe earlier depending on what's going on so make sure y'all tune in for that uh but sage i do want to get your thoughts on this past week's dynamite main event what did you think we gonna they couldn't put that in the middle of the show they couldn't put that in the middle of the show so instead of instead of giving them a lot of time and giving them a better match to do you you throw them in here. I guess this was Get close to the mic. I can't hear you. I guess this was his way of booking the women better. And he failed miserably. Miserable. This was this was oh this was this was horrible. This was horrible. Oh my god. Mm, I I feel like WWE still have the best women's division on besides Stardom. And M- Impact, I guess, because I don't watch Impact on a regular basis, so I, I'm only saying that because I can't watch, I don't watch Impact on a regular basis anymore. But yeah, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, yeah, like you, you don't watch Impact a lot, so of course you're gonna say WWE has the better women's division, at least on this side of the planet, where yeah, myself and Sith would disagree because Impact's uh, nice. knockouts division is fucking amazing. Ain't nobody beating Stardom, so I mean. <laughs> 
at this point, like this, this was, this was, this was garbage. And this is the first match that you give Hikaru Shida. Like, first of all, first of all, first of all, was that a title match? Yeah, it was a title match. So, my thing is, Hikaru Shida shouldn't even have to qualify for this. Like that, what do you mean? That may not what do you mean? Wait, time out. What do you mean? So the fatal four way is for the title. Yeah. Why are you making the champion who's already the champion just won it last week? Now, granted. Okay, so the, the reason why no the reason why is because she was defending the title against Anna J. That matchup last night was for the was a title match. Right, but it also was part of a four qualifying match for the fatal yeah which meant whoever was the champion was going into the fatal four-way i wouldn't have done it if i just put the title on her car sheet that right there is bad booking i wouldn't have done that if i just i just put the title on you last week so i should have announced this week that you're already in everybody else needs to qualify I didn't see Tony Storm qualify. Yeah, the story that they told was that she invoked her, she invoked to be given a buy since she's the former champion. You know, heel shit. Since she was the most recent champion, and as a means, as this is her means of getting her automatic rematch, she gets an automatic buy into the Fatal Four Way, and then the champ, whoever was the champion coming out of the main event, will be also in the Fatal Four Way, and then they're going to have two more qualifying matches to determine who will go to the Fatal Four Way between Soraya and Sky Blue, and then whoever Doctor Britt Baker and the Bunny. You know they got to find a way to have their one women's match on their pay-per-view. And it's a historic pay-per-view. And this is the one women's match they're going to have on there. It's a fatal four-way for the women's championship. And you know Soraya is going to beat Sky Blue. Because there's no way you're not going to have Soraya not wrestle in her home country at Wembley Stadium. There's just no way. There's no way. There, you're going to easily lose your fan, a lot of that fan base, and she's not in that matchup. You put Sky Blue over Saray in that matchup, you lost, you've lost the fan base. Point blank, period. You've lost the fan base. Saray is going to be in it. Britt's going to be in it. The Fatal Four is going to be Saraya, Britt, Tony Storm, and Hikaru Shida. That's going to be the match. It's so fucking obvious. Your top four women. Huh? Your top four yeah. women. Your top four active women, I sh- we should say. Your top four active women those are going to be your four in the main in in that your, women's title your number match. five your number five is your tbs champion so you mean she's not defending in wembley either like this is dumb this is dumb to me these are easy things that you can fix these are easy things that you could have fixed you could have culminated the whole uh, uh you could have really culminated the whole um uh, uh, the Outcasts versus the a- AEW Originals at Wembley Stadium. You could have gave Hikaru Shida a different title match. You could have done things right here. Like, what is what is wrong with this company, huh? Like, this company 
Kenny Omega needs to step away from the women. I keep saying that. I keep saying it. Kenny Omega needs to step away from the women. He already got ridiculed because of how many Joshis he was bringing over here. So he already was ridiculed because of that. Now it's it's the creative aspect that he plays a role in that, bro, step back. Step back. Because it's, 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 it's at this point, it's just like unnecessary. Some of this is unnecessary. You could have culminated some. You could have had three women's matches on that card. Easily. And you already doing it at a at, oh, in here time is going to be 1 p.m. But this whole let's talk about how the women's so far the women's are not on the zero hour they announced a match for zero hour adam cole and mjf for the ROA's tag team titles now i love adam cole and i love mjf hands down why 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 are we doing this I have a theory. He gonna turn on Cole in the zero hour. I thought about that too, but and then that makes the match crazier at the end at the main event. Understandable. Roddy gets the I told you so at in Wembley. I get it, but why? Why? Why this? Why this? Why this? This 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 it bothers me. This 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 is bad. They say it's no, 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 uh, it's no stupid question. There's no such thing as a stupid question. Here's one. Why? Because I know I'm a, it's a stupid question because out of, if, if it was to talk to creative, I get a stupid answer. I'm not thinking about the why. I'm thinking more about the What? What? I couldn't say that. I couldn't. I couldn't say that. You had the shirt on. I, that's why I went. Why? I knew my planning. I seen the shirt. I'm looking at the shirt and going, "What?" But I'm saying, "Why?" Because you have what on. I knew that was going to be your word. <laughs> is... All right, we were going to end off the podcast <clears throat> with just that, but the good old dark Sith Lord sent me uh, a tweet in our group chat that was sent out about two hours ago from Sean Ross Sapp and Sean Ross Sapp's tweet said the following quote Triple H will no longer serve on the board of directors for WWE after the merger so now that now the question is what will he be doing will he remain in control of creative or not oh boy oh boy oh Boy, oh boy, WWE about to go in the toilet. WWE about to go in the toilet. What? Nah, boy, nah, bro. I gotta open up X, uh, Twitter, X, whatever it is this week. Um, nah, bro, like that's really a thing. Come on, bro. I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know how to feel about that. How do you how you feel about hearing hearing that? 
just just off the off the hearing it. Um I'm 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 in shock and I'm very very much concerned about what's going to happen with the creative direction of WWE because I mean he may not be sitting on the board but that doesn't say that he won't still be the chief creative officer or whatever his title is for WWE, you know what I'm saying? So I don't know what that entails that that announcement that he's not going to be a part of the board of directors. But when did the I thought the merger was already complete? No, it's going to be they they're estimating that it'll be completed by September next month. Oh, Triple H gone. This is Triple H. You left us in a good place. You gotta go. It's no Fuck way that up. he can't be on the board of directors, bro. Or he or or you know it's crazy. He's probably making a decision himself. He probably making a decision himself. It's too many hands. Too many hands. Too many hands. I I I feel that way too. It's too many hands. Nah. I don't like that. I don't like that. Mm, I don't like that at all. Yeah, I don't either. I hate to end the podcast off like that, and I'm sure like myself and and Sith will have more to talk about with this this coming Saturday uh, for the weekly wrestling yeah, podcast streaming live on Twitch. Because uh, I'm pretty sure we'll get more information on that between now and Saturday. So be on the lookout for that. As well as myself and Sith will be talking about SummerSlam, which went down on Sat on Sunday. Well, last Saturday, thank you for everybody to tune in for the live reactions to SummerSlam. We'll recap that, and then we'll look back at a full week in review as well. So uh, thank you very much for joining us for this podcast. Next week will be the season finale where we will recap the semifinals and the finals of the G1 Climax 33 tournament as well as look at any other uh, announcements in terms of Multiverse United uh, 2 as well as the All-Star Junior Festival 2023 in the USA uh, as well. Uh, So... Make sure you tune in for that. It'll be streaming live on Twitch and then be uploaded on Spotify and Amazon Music uh, on Friday. For Sage, I am DC's People's Chef. If you enjoyed this podcast, make sure you check us out on social media, facebook.com slash nospotspod, twitter.com slash truenospotspod, twitch.tv slash truenospotspod, and tiktok.com slash at True No Spots Pod. You can check out Sage on Instagram. I woke up as this guy named Sage with underscores after every word. You can check out Sith on Twitch and on Twitter and on TikTok at TrueSipDan74. So again, we will see you guys next week for the season finale of the G1 Climax Recall Season 4. Hey guys, it's Champ here. We hope you enjoyed that episode of No Spots Podcast. If you did, make sure you are following us so you can be notified when we upload new episodes. And make sure you follow us on all social media platforms, facebook.com slash nospotspod, as well as on Twitter, at truenospotspod. We will catch you on the next episode. Myself, Donnie Wrestling, and The Sith for the No Spots Podcast on the True Radio Network.